boys and girls, let's start the show. Let's catch up with Mike and Joe. Mike's in Oakland, Joe's in LA. They're boring and they're gay. Joe pretends it's really sad. He lives with his mum and dad. Fighting with Betty, talking to Twigs. Start the show this way. Joe lives in SoCal, you're in San Francisco Bay. Remember, you were fired from the Day Night Guys. Then you started your own boring show that's called What Someone Call Live. But I'll catch up with you. You like men from Singapore. I'll catch up with you. It was black guys before. I'll catch up with Will you catch up with me too? Hello, Joe. Joe, hello. <laughs> what else is happening in your your whatever happened or whatever happened to Baby Jane household? I know. I'm telling you. I'm telling eat, you. Eat your din din. It, it really is getting there, Mike Lawson. It's so bad. <laughs> She's a nightmare. Um, as many of you may or may not know, my mom used to be a nursing home administrator before she retired. And Mike worked for her at one point. And I'm going to tell you something. I told her during one of our tiffs, I go, I feel sorry for whatever nursing home you go into. Because she was like, Joey. Like she'd be like, cause, so the way it's working is she pages the phones in the house and I have to answer. <laughs> and I'm like, she's like, come here, please. And I go, then she goes, I don't like the way the paper looks there on that desk. Please move it. <laughs> and I've gone like upstairs, gone to the, like, yes. Or then she was like, you put too much water in my ice pitcher, ice water pitcher. I only want it halfway because that way it's lighter for me to pour. And oh, she's, so here's where it gets. So there, oh, there's so many stories like this, Mike. So l- l- let me tell you this. So it all came to a weird head. Actually, the first day she was back on Monday, right? So she's back and she's like, ding a ding a ding a ding ding ding. She doesn't even have a bell, but that's what it's like, right? And so I go there and she goes, I would like a sandwich, please. I'm hungry. And I go, okay, what do you want? And she goes, I want a sandwich with just turkey and mustard. And I go, turkey and mustard. She goes, turkey and mustard. Mike, I'm asking you a question. I know you're not a chef, but how <laughs> would you assemble this sandwich? I would put mustard onto the bread and then throw turkey in the middle. Uh-huh. She didn't, she didn't want cheese or anything else? She never specified. Okay. That's what I would do then. Okay. So I take her the sandwich. As I'm taking her the sandwich, I get a phone call from a friend of mine. Okay. 
And this friend really never calls me. So I'm like, uh, hello? And this friend is, I wouldn't say hysterics, but close to it. Okay. Very upset. And I go, okay, hold on. It's got to take my mom the sandwich. She just had surgery. And he's like, okay. And I take her the sandwich. And she's like, thank you. You know, pour some water for me. So I pour some water. And then I go on the phone. And it turns out, so the friend's telling me that the friend, he got home from work. And when he gets home from work, he checks his email. And there's an email from... A one-night stand that he had in January. Okay. Straight or gay? He's gay. Okay. And the one-night stand told him he just found out he's HIV positive. Got it. Okay? We'll come back to this. So I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, I'm freaking out. And I, my mom's like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, uh, hold on. And I go, yes. And she goes, Joey, this is a prisoner sandwich. This is a sandwich. You wouldn't even give this to a prisoner. It's just turkey and mustard. And I was like, okay, that's what you asked for. And she goes, what kind of person does not put lettuce and tomato in a sandwich? (laughs) And I go, okay. I go, hold on. I got to go put lettuce and tomato in the sandwich. So I go put lettuce and I go, let me call you back. And he goes, okay, hurry up, please. So I put lettuce and tomato in the sandwich. I bring it back up to her, right? And I go, I'm on a phone call. And she goes, fine. So I call the person back, and he's like, yeah, so basically here's what happened. <laughs> Meanwhile, his HIV has turned to AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I was down and lonely. I couldn't feel for myself. I called my friend. He's making his mom a turkey sandwich on the streets of Philadelphia. <laughs> She said there was no lettuce or tomato, was a prisoner sandwich. She doesn't obviously never been to a prison. So anyway, so, so, um, he tells me that, so here's the story with this one night stand. So this one night stand, and they, they, they sort of move in the same circles, doesn't really know him. And in January, they both get drunk and they go home together and, um, they're about to have um real sex, anal sex. Yeah. And it's a my, tale as old as time. Yeah. My yeah. friend is a bottom. And okay. so my friend says he watches the guy put the condom on. And then they engage in anal sex. And my friend says he notices it feels different. It feels weird. He says like for 15 seconds or something like that, right? 20 seconds. And so he pulls out or had the guy pull out and he goes, he finds that the guy took the condom off before he went inside. What the fuck? So my friend like fucking has a fucking fit right there in the room and is like, fuck you and like storms out. He's all, okay. he's all, I promise you, Joe, that's the only thing we did. I left. I was so mad. Right. So the guy didn't come. Oh my no, God. no. So I tell, so, so then my friend, when he got this email, ran out to the pharmacy and got one of those at home, uh, HIV tests. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, so right before I called you, I took the, I took the test, but it takes 35 minutes to get the results. It's right here in front of me. I can't, he, I guess there's some sort of thing he has to re- lift up. Mm-hmm. He goes, I can't lift it up for 35 minutes. So I just, I'm freaking out. I'm really having a really bad anxiety attack. I just want you to just talk to me. 
Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, hold on for a second. I got to go. What's going on here? I go, yes, Joey. What kind of person makes a turkey sandwich and doesn't put salami in it? What? <laughs> yeah. And I go, what? And she goes, I like my bread toasted and I like with salami in the turkey sandwich. I go, how would I know that? How would I know that you say turkey sandwich? I don't think it means salami. Yeah. Fine, 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 fine. What prison my, sandwich. My prison sandwich that's, by the way, hand delivered to her. <laughs> I don't know what prison she's going to. Right. Right. So I go back. So my friend, I talk to him I, and I tell him, I go, look, I can't say that it's impossible, but the odds are pretty slim, you know? Uh, if he didn't finish inside of you. I mean, he would have to have a cut and you had a cut and all this stuff happened. I go, I think the odds are in your favor. Yeah. He goes, okay. There, the odds would be better if he didn't have this encounter with yes, somebody. Yes, which just, I will say, that, yeah, and I will say this friend is very safe. He's very careful. So, can we pause for a second to ask, like, the hardest part about having sex with a condom is putting it on. Once it's on, just, I mean, it's not that big, yeah, it's well, not that cumbersome. Look, the, you know, I, I didn't tell this part of the story because it wasn't germane, but he did have an interaction with this guy uh, in the months between. The guy texted him and was like, hey, you want to have a threesome? And sent a picture of the guy to... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now I know who it is. Awesome. Wait. <laughs> And just beep a, it out. Just beep it out. I know. I, I am. I am. I am. <laughs> and sent a picture of the guy to my friend, right? And my friend was, they knew he knew him. He goes, um, that guy's HIV positive. So no thank you. Right. Yeah. What I told my friend was, look, obviously this guy is a risk taker. And so he is going to engage in risky behavior. And so it's not surprising that he did something that, you know, where he got HIV. Right. So, um, anyway, so my friend goes, well, moment of truth. And he lifts the thing and, uh, whatever reveals it. And he goes, uh, it says I'm negative. And I was like, yes. But what's funny is, so I think a pregnancy test. And so one line means negative, but two lines, if you see two lines means positive, right? Uh-huh. He goes, oh, it's negative. And he goes, wait a minute. It does like a really, like if you look really hard, faint second line. And he goes, and the box says, if you even see a faint second line, go see a doctor. And I was like, okay, look, now we're going to get like medical talk, which is they want to cover their asses. The last thing they would want is a false negative. Right. So. But I think getting tested, but yeah, from your doctor is yeah. a good idea. That's like, yeah. So I'm like, they don't want to, they don't want to deal with your false negative. So they're like, if you even see a faint second line, if you have doubt, go see a doctor. Cause what's the worst? I mean, the worst is you have HIV, but um, from, from the company's standpoint, the worst is like giving you bad results. Yeah. So if you go there and the doctor says you're negative anyway, so okay, you know, yay. But, uh, they want to have their asses covered legally. So anyway, I've been dealing with her all week, and uh, I still have another three to go. Which, by the way, I got a, a, a Facebook message from a, a listener, a friend of the show, who was like, I think it's adorable that you're taking care of your mom. Meanwhile, I'm like having like visions of choking her. 
you know. It really is kind of like the Whatever Happened to Baby Jane movie. It really you're, is. You're Betty Davis. She's mm-hmm. Joan Crawford. She's I, Mommy Dearest. Yeah, I'm downstairs, and I'm like, I've written a letter to Daddy. <laughs> if you I'm haven't seen Whatever Happened to, to Baby please Jane, come uh, home. turn this off and go listen to it. Right, go watch it right now. Okay. Uh, can I tell you a story about me now? Yeah, Mike, what's going on with you? Uh, well, Joey, over a year ago, I told you how my bike got stolen from our backyard. Um, yes. I'm sure you remember this story, but. Oh my gosh, I just, Some of those. I think it was yesterday. That, the people who are listening for the first time or haven't been listening for that long, um, somebody propped our back gate open, um, to bring in groceries probably, and they left it open and we get some, folks that kind of search for bottles and cans and that sort of thing walking up in this area so i think probably what happened is they saw my bike and they took it whatever it's totally my own that was my own fault because i didn't lock it up okay uh i have since bought a new bike new to me anyway it's this like super cute 1986 schwinn traveler um blue so cute uh on the old side but like still ran really well new tires and like just really nice okay Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked this bike too much to just leave it out in the backyard. So I put it into our basement, which has a door on the outside of our house. So you still go through the backyard into this little half basement thing. Not really like a real basement. It's like a, it's a Bay area thing. I don't, I'm sure other places have them, but it's like just under the house. It's like a half level down low ceiling. It's like exposed dirt and whatever do you know what i mean it's not like a real yeah basement's not the real word for it but um but to get it in there i had to make room i like had to move stuff around and everything and it's tight in there and whatever but it was safer okay okay and i haven't ridden this bike in a while like months actually and um remember a few weeks ago it was the baby's birthday here at the house Yes. And when they have, when they have people over, they have like serving buffet things, like, um, that you light fire things under it. Do you know what I'm, what are those called? Chafing dishes. Yeah. So they have those and, um, they use them when they entertain and they're cool, but they keep them in the basement. Okay. Key detail to remember those things are kept in the basement. You follow? Chafing trays kept in the basement. I follow. Don't forget that clue. Okay. All right. So a few days after this little birthday party thing, I get a text message from um, one of the guys who owns the house. And it was sent just to the tenants of the house. And it said, the gist of it was, hey, guys, can you make sure to lock the basement door when you go in there? It looks like someone left it open, and last night a thief got in and took out some of my tools. Okay? Which I'm sort of annoyed because I know that they were probably the last ones in the basement. Okay? Mm-hmm. Why? Why and were they there? Because the clue rem- – what was the clue, Joey? What clue? You remember the clue. Anyway, I didn't say anything, and – just kind of was going to let it go because I knew I wasn't responsible and he didn't send it just to me. So I didn't feel like super defensive, but at the same time, I'm like, I know it wasn't me. 
Um, and wait, did anybody say it was you? Well, he said like, can you guys, meaning the two of us that don't live here, that didn't, mm-hmm. that don't have chafing dishes, chafing trays. Mm-hmm. He said, can you guys make sure you lock the door when you go in there? It looks like someone left it open and there was a thief. Yeah. So kind of, yeah. That's a straight up Betty Batanz move. I know, I know that move. Yeah, it's indirect, but yeah, he's saying like, can you do it this differently because this bad thing happened? Yeah, no, but, uh, uh, I'll give you a good Betty Batanz version of that. It would be like, she, uh, drops something and it, you know, go, breaks and goes all over the place. And she's like, um, hey guys, next time, uh, be careful about carrying things because th- uh, someone broke something here. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, yeah, it was you. <laughs> yep. Um, so that's how I was reading it. I didn't say anything. But then a few hours later, he texts and he said, did you notice anything weird when you got your bike out, Mike? So I'm like, fuck, I don't have my bike. Is it not mm-hmm. in the basement? And then he, he, I said, um, I think I said, is, is it not in the basement? And then he responded, then someone stole it too. And like, I don't know. I'm just really annoyed that, well, I'm a little bit annoyed that I lost my bike because I really liked it. But secondly, I kind of feel like the, the tone is like, well, that's what you get for leaving the basement unlocked. But you with your stupid chafing trays are the reason that it all happened. Like, if there was any sort of ownership, I might feel a little bit better, but... Yeah. Um, so now I have no bike. He probably knows it's his fault, but he's like, well, if I say it's my fault, he's going to pay for the bike. It's just annoying. I don't even... I don't know. I seriously never rode the bike. Like, Steve and I went on a couple bike rides, and I'm so out of shape that I was, like, uh, praying that Steve would never... Maybe I stole the bike. I've been, I've been with I've been with you and your boyfriend. Your boyfriend was like literally walking vertical like Spider Man on a hill in San Francisco, and I was like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> he's like, "What's going on, Joe?" He's like walking backwards, <laughs> like that. Steve has some great lungs. Yeah, he he's in more shape than I am. So we would go on bike. Oh, rides. you're definitely in a shape. Yeah, <laughs> he's in a better shape than I am. Oh, okay. And we would go on bike rides and I would be out of breath. Um, like, not even like, like, at so far out of breath that I felt like I was going to vomit from how big of breaths I was taking. And he slows down and he's like, hey, uh, what's going on? And I'm like, I can't <laughs> breathe. And he's like, well, you should have said something. And I'm like, I can't fucking say anything because I'm out of breath. <laughs> Yeah. Meanwhile, he's riding a unicycle and dragging a, a, a train behind him. Yeah, he's he's inflating like one of those blow up pools while yeah. he's riding the bike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to know what's going on with you. Well, okay. Here's the thing: is we I usually well, I don't know how you work. I usually work in chronological order. So in oh. reality, the internet story second, but I can tell it first and tell the other story second. Do you so. really always go chronological? Yeah, I do. That's so weird. Um, cool. So do you want to do? I can do it in any order though. I I actually don't care at all. <laughs> oh. Uh, then let me just go in the order that I was going to do. Uh, Mike, are you know you know this uh, guy Nico Martinez, friend of the show Nico Martinez. You know him. Yeah, him and John, um, his husband? Yeah. 
They're John married, Marty. right? Yeah, they're married, officially married. John Marty and friend of the show. Oh, I guess they're both friends of the show. Friends yeah. of the show, John Marty and Nico Martinez. Well, they had invited me and invited you <laughs> to uh, an art show. So uh, John Marty fashions himself a uh, uh, amateur photographer, and he takes um, – what I would tastefully call erotic male photography, he does that for a hobby. Would you call – you're saying tastefully. What if you weren't being tasteful? Is it like Actually, porn? Actually, what, what does tasteful mean? Well, you're saying you're going to tastefully call it erotic male. So if you're not going to be tasteful when you call it something, is it like pornography? Well, what's pornography? It could be fr- – are you really being dumb or? No, I'm not being dumb because this is, we'll, we'll get, let's do the story. Let's have this could conversation it, during the story. Most of it could be framed and put up in a house. Whereas like a picture from like Hustler or well, like framed and put up is not totally the same. And it's not like people fucking, right? Ask me these questions when we get in the story. These are very good questions, but I feel I've, without context. Okay. They're pointless. I thought we were in the story, but. No, no, okay. but, I, but we're not at that point in the story. Okay. Okay. So they have this party, and uh, by a strange coincidence, friend of the show Danny works with John Marty. Right. So he sa- he tells me he's going to the party. It's men only, by the way. And even though I don't think there is a distinction made between straight and gay men, uh, I think the actual wording was uh, men who don't mind seeing um, erotic male photography. Okay. Okay. Also coming along is friend of the show, Paul. You know, he of the... Oh, cool. Yeah, he came as well. So the first thing we do, actually, because the party doesn't start until like 8 or 8.30, I can't remember. We go have dinner at this burger place I'd heard about that by them, uh, John Marti and Nico. Yeah. I'd always wanted to go to this <laughs> burger place, so good opportunity. I'm never in that part of the, of the world. Right. So we went there, and then we all take a lift to... The home of Nico Martinez and John Marti. Okay. Right. So we go there, and I'm just, I don't know why I thought this. Maybe because John and Nico are very casual people. Um, the three of us just dress very casually. Well, as you know, Danny isn't uh, Mr. Suave art show dresser anyway. Right. So Danny showed up in like a uh, cutoff shirt, and uh, he looked like he just walked out of like a White Snake video or the Manson family. One of the mm-hmm. two, either like he just escaped from the Manson family or a white snake video. Sure. And, uh, and then I'm dressed like the, the horrible slob that I am. And then she dressed, my- Paul's actually dressed fairly nicely. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> and, uh, we show up, right? We walk in. But his shirt had a monogram of Jay on it and I don't get it. <laughs> That made no sense because his last name is clearly Paul. I mean, his first name is clearly Paul. So, uh, <laughs> so we walk in as soon as we walk in. And if you remember from the last story, Nico and John have a beautiful backyard and they have oh, a right. really nice deck. It's actually a yeah. multi-layered backyard. It's one of those, it has levels that go down. It's awesome. Yeah. And it's awesome with it the sounds key. awesome. And it sounds like. The deck is so fabulous, it deserves a party. Yeah, oh, yeah. Remember yeah. that line? I went to a party for it with the anniversary of the deck. Yeah. 
And even the deck is multi-layered. There's like a small area just off. There's like a giant part of the deck. And that's where most of the party is. And then there's like a smaller, like, um, patio-sized deck that's up a few stairs. Okay. Cool. So we walk into the main part of the deck. And, Mike, it is just not packed, but there's about 30 uh, quaffed well-groomed gay men in their 40s and 50s, right? Like cologne, they're tanned, slick back hair, open shirts, you know, okay. all in Half shape. of them are realtors. <laughs> Half of them are realtors. The other one are insurance agents. And uh, we walk into this place, and, and Paul immediately says to me, like, oh, I feel so underdressed, right? Right. Because it's like, you know... Uh, where do all like the WeHo boys go? It's like that Paula Cole song where all the, where did all the cowboys go? Or whatever, but it's all the where do the WeHo boys go? Mm-hmm. But this is where they went. They now they're older and live in the same neighborhood as Nico and John. Okay. So they, of course, they see me. They're probably fine with Paul. They see me and uh, Charlie Manson. You know, <laughs> Danny, and they're like, well, we want nothing to do with those people. They couldn't. They Mike. They could not have cared less about us. Right? Didn't give us the time of day. Okay? I'm sure they're nice people, but they're like, why am I going to talk to this fat slob and uh, murderer? Right? Yeah. So, we're relegated to that smaller patio that's up a a few flights of stairs. And, of course, I get there, and I'm doing the Joe Batanz show now. I'm there with my friends. Um, So, so... Uh, John Marti, because he was doing this, this showing, he there were eighteen models in the showing. It was it was like so he didn't it wasn't like pictures everywhere. They were on like a like a little movie he made like a slideshow and he was going to show it. Okay, mm-hmm. and there were eighteen models. Nine of them were there, and they are just floating around the place. And one of the models, this guy Chris. Uh, he liked, he didn't care. And so he was talking, he actually liked us and he hung out with us. So it's the four of us on this little side patio, just chit chatting away. And Joe Batan says, you know how I am when I, yeah. I have an Well, audience. was Chris hot? Because you reserve certain material just for when hot guys are around. Yes. Chris was, attra- I thought Chris was attractive. Okay. Okay. And by the way, 34. Okay. That's appropriate. Yeah. So he looked 19. So, um, I thought he was 19. So then <laughs> when you found out he was 34, you stopped talking to him. Yeah, I left. <laughs> I was like, Oh, I got to go by. So then, um, actually, to be honest with you, I'm doing the Joe Batan show. Of course. Yeah. Cause Chris is there. And so I'm just like, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, my next guest, you know, like a band leader. So, yeah. um, all of us. So then John Marti and Nico are up there talking to us too. And then Mike, this beautiful man walks in. Okay. He is so fucking cute. I don't want to say hot. I don't think he reached the level of hot, but he was very, very, very cute. Okay. And I was like, who the hell? Here's, here's the one drawback. Maybe actually probably made him not hot. Smoking. Did he smoke? No. no. Oh, cause that would no. do it for me. I think he was wearing like some sort of sheer tank top, and then like you know those like <laughs> what? Yeah, and then you know like those like shiny booty shorts that Go Go Boys wear. Why is he wearing that? Though? I don't know. He's wearing like a sheer tank top, shiny booty shorts, and tennis shoes, and a boa, a feather boa. I'm, Mike, this guy's a major part of the story, so just, like, hang on tight. Okay. So 
I'm like, who is that? And John says, oh, you like him? That's Paul. I'll introduce you later. I'm like, please, right? Growl. So then, uh, and now it's time for the video to start. So it's very like, attention! Yeah. Attention! So they start the movie, and then John plays uh, his slideshow of all the photographs he's taken of these 18 models. Now go ahead and ask your questions. I can answer them here. Okay, so are they pornographic? And once again, I have to ask you, I'll tell you this, and then you tell okay, me. Okay, let me, I'll, let I'll, me I'll, be I'll, more, okay. Let me be clear. Were there erect penises? Yes. Were any of the erect penises touching other humans? Like, yes. Not the owner. Oh. So that is kind of pornographic then, I would say. There were cum shots. Oh shit, that's pornographic. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, but like, but the why do I you ha- say tasteful? Is it like, black and white well i would say apart from the porn uh, apart from the cum shots <laughs> no they're not in black and white apart from the cum shots uh you don't really see penetration there's the the hint well penetrating the mouth but you don't see anything penetrating the butt okay okay so could somebody hypothetically could somebody frame them and have them in their hallway uh, yeah i guess if you worked at a co- gay porn studio uh, like not i'm not saying would Betty Batance have them in her no. house? But like, yeah, 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 yeah. They're done in that fashion. Imagine like artsy porn. Okay. Not all of them are like that, by the way. There was just like one set that had literally cum shots and fucking and. and but it like. wasn't like raunchy porn website pictures. It was classier than that. It was a mix, I would say. If you logged into your favorite porn site and those were the pictures, would you be disappointed? Well, they don't have the same feel as that. You know, the yeah. same, when you go to your porn site, it has a very raw, yeah. like, these are done like this. Somebody with, in this situation is getting taken advantage of. I like my porn being a little bit uncomfortable for one person. Yeah, 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 yeah. This one is, the, it's almost like, imagine like someone went to a photo studio and then made porn there. Right. Like, if you looked at those on a porn site, you'd be like, it looks like these guys are happy to be there. Yes. <laughs> they they chose to be there. They don't have that. Which, you know what's so funny? Talking about porn. There's this one porn site that I like. And I, I, I struggle with this porn site because I would say half of them, the guys look happy to be there. But then the other half, they just look dead in their eyes. They're just, right. just like. They're just there to get, like, one more hit of meth or something. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so that plays, and we all have a nice time, and everyone applauds, you know? Yay. Cool. Was So you guys ate before, so the, this wasn't a dinner thing? It was No, no, they had little dinner. snacks. and Which, by the way, I forget that on previous – and it must, everyone there was – to further the Joe Batance is a slob uh, thing, uh, Nico and John kept saying to me in front of all these guys, these well-coiffed guys, Joe, we ha- we made sure to have Doritos for you. We know how much you love Doritos. And I'm like, uh, yeah, you sure do love Doritos. Too bad I ate already. I'd be eating those Doritos because I'm a big fat slob who loves Doritos. Yeah. So now that the the party's over and everyone dissipates back to their original cool corner and the nerd corner. So now we're back in the nerd corner and we're get Joe Batant's talk show resumes. A few minutes in, uh, Danny nudges me, elbows me, and goes, get a load of this. And I look over at the large deck, and Paul now is shirtless. Your friend Paul, or the no, 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 the, the, the booty shorts guy. Okay. His name's Paul. 
as well as your friend, is also named Paul. Oh, yeah, how weird. Um, I wonder why you didn't think of that when it, you were there. I know, I really didn't, actually. How weird, how strange. And that two people with the same name were standing right there. So, um, so we'll call them booty shorts. Okay. Okay. Well, no, I, I gotta think of a different name for him. Why don't we call him Kevin? Okay. Kevin, now, he's got a load of this. Now, Kevin, booty shorts Kevin, it, no shirt, no booty shorts. Oh, wow. Just a jock strap? Okay. Right? And so at this point, any attraction that I have to Kevin now is just gone. Because I'm like, what a fucking attention whore, right? And yeah. of course, all the creepy gay men are just do flitting around. Like it's like my it's like paparazzi are around him. They're just like right. all swarmed around him, and he's just like t- I, I'm in my imagination. Actually, I'm seeing flashes go off. You know, like you're like, like you're like that's disgusting. Such an attention whore. Okay, back to me and my good story. And I'm juggling, that I have. yeah, I'm juggling, <laughs> and like I start swallowing fire. Yeah. Then I see John Marty gra- go to the group, like cut through the group like Moses. Okay, grab uh, Kevin by the wrist, walk him up the stairs, and I'm sitting in like patio furniture, doing my show, my shtick. Mm-hmm walks him over to me and he goes, Joe, I know you wanted to meet Kevin here. Kevin, this is Joe. And I go, oh, hi, nice to meet you, right? And he goes, nice to meet you. And then now he's in his, like, jock strap, which, by the way, and I did, I, this is how I started talking to him, barely functioned as a jock strap. Barely functioned. It was, like, sheer, like, it was, it was, <laughs> it, this is not a, something like, um, you know, Pete Rose wasn't wearing this jock strap. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So I like how to- Pete Rose is like the athlete you go to when you're trying to think of an athlete. <laughs> uh huh. So anyway, so now I'm in, I'm in one of those big patio, like the ones with the big pillows, like those kind of of chairs, right? And Kevin, he sits on the arm of the uh, chair, and he has his arm around like my shoulder, not my shoulder, but like above it, like right around me, but not really touching me, right? Right. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And so he's then- sitting there in a jockstrap, so his butt is exposed. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What? Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. So then, uh, of course, I'm like, uh, hey, <laughs> shtick, you know? And uh, now, I'm, now I'm doing the full-on Joe Batanz talk show, and I'm interviewing him. And actually, I'll be honest with you. Kevin is a very, 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 very nice guy and a very good talk show guest, right? Good. Uh, we found out that he is from Houston. And then he moved to Las Vegas, and he was in the Donnie and Marie show for six years before coming to L.A. Hmm. Okay? To follow and his dreams. I'm sure one of your starter questions, oh, you're from Houston. How's the barbecue in Houston? I think we did talk about for, the barbecue. For 20 minutes, let's talk about barbecue. Mike, everyone was so entertained, right? <laughs> and so then we we'll go we go back to this jock strap, and he goes, honestly, I don't ever even, I, I didn't, I only wear the jock strap just to come here tonight. I actually usually don't wear underwear. And I was like, Okay. Mike, within under a minute, that jockstrap was off. Now he's fully nude. Completely nude. Is he wearing shoes? He's wearing shoes. Okay. That that freaks me out. Like, that is a mind fuck for me. Shoes and then nothing else? But shoes, yeah. Yeah. That's weird. Completely. With, like, giant kid-like tennis shoes, by the way. Okay. Now he's completely nude, right? Yeah. And standing now, there. at this point, do you still think he's hot? Where are you at on that? Because I know you're maybe thinking like, oh, I don't want to date this guy or anything like that. But 
you he walked in and you thought he was hot. You thought, oh, yeah. I could put it in there. Yeah. Well, there were a couple of things now that I got a closer look. I mean, no, he was still very cute. Um, he doesn't have the ability to grow a beard, which has nothing wrong with that, right? But yeah, I stay, date Asian men a lot, so yeah. I understand that. So stay clean shaven, right? But it looked like he was trying to grow a beard because beards uh, are hot right now. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it was all patchy. Yeah. Other than that, though, everything was perfect. I'll be honest with you. Everything was perfection. And I'm going to tell you something. He looks 24 and he's 29. Okay. okay? Uh, he looks great. I'm going to give him that. You know, if you're going to, if you have that body, flaunt it. Okay. But maybe not at a party and I don't know. Right. Yeah. But this wasn't like at your mom's no, retirement you're right. party. You're right. I just watched I mean? a guy get come shot in his face. Right. You're right. So <laughs> if you're going to get naked at a party, it's a good one to get naked at. Yeah. So then, uh, now listen to this. And so now he's naked and he's very cute. Mike, Mike, how weird. All of the guys who were ignoring us were all of a sudden on the deck where we were. All of a sudden now I have a gigantic audience and they're all interested in everything I have to say because Paul, I'm sorry, because Kevin, Will only talk to me. I think, now I don't think it's because I'm cute. I think it's because I'm charismatic and I was giving him what he wanted. I was giving him an outlet for him to get the attention. Does that make right. sense? I want to talk about myself and this guy's asking me a lot of questions and, and he's good at to it. Talk about yeah. 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 He's making, yeah. So he's all about me, attention on me, right? So of course they're all there. So I'm doing the Joe Batanz talk show again, this and they're all interviewed. It's a whole show now, right? And then at some point, because even I don't know why he would do this because the attention was on him. Oh, before I say this, because this is important to the story, and I don't really know how to sell this. It's something I've tried and when I've told the story this week to sell, and I don't know how. As weird as this sounds, there was a naked guy standing next to me and I was doing a talk show. Maybe it's because of the talk show or because I was sort of uncomfortable about it. It was actually strangely sweet and innocent. And it didn't seem – you almost forgot that he was naked. Does that make sense? Because he wasn't – he didn't care that he was naked and I was ignoring that he was naked. And so there was something playful about it. I wouldn't say innocent but playful about it. It, it, didn't, it wasn't creepy. I'll say it wasn't creepy. Does that make sense? Uh, it, okay. I understand the words you said but I yeah, don't. Yeah, I know. And I, I know. I know and I don't know how to – express that i haven't been able to because it's important to the story you'll hear why in a second so i'm sitting there and you know at this point kevin is standing next to me naked maybe he doesn't want to get splinters on his butt from the patio furniture (laughs) who knows right (laughs) and again i'm talking to him so i don't know why he felt maybe the attention wasn't on him but he grabs my hand my left hand slaps it on his chest runs it all down his body and then puts it on his dick. And now I'm like, uh, I don't know what to do here. I go, I don't know what, I'm, but of course I'm, I'm thinking this, but I'm saying like, what do you want me to do with this thing? Huh? What do you want me to do? And he goes, I don't know. Try and get me hard or something like that. Right. I'm all like, Oh, try and get you hard. When I'm, I don't know how to do that. I'm going to do. So Mike, he goes, uh, I go, you know what? I'm not, I'm not a porn star. I'm a comedian. Right. And I take his dick. No, no. I use it as a microphone and do a comedy show. Okay. I thought you were, for a second, I thought you were going to say as like a, a cigar. Oh, like, no. 
So I guess it's a little bit better. <laughs> no, use the microphone. Like, hey, oh, hello, ladies and germs. Oh, hey, I flew in today. Boy, my arm's tired. Right? I'm doing like a whole comedy, shticky comedy show. But his dick is at the micro, like a microphone, right? And I'm going to tell you something. I guess the visual of it, people were in fucking stitches. The whole deck was laughing. And I was like, ah, <laughs> like laughing hysterically. I'm telling dumb jokes. I do a Jerry Seinfeld impression. I'm like, who are these people? Why is there a penis in my face? Uh-huh. People are crying, laughing, right? So then I'm done with that, right? And he was like, at some point, he goes like, yeah, I, I wish I was hard. I wish you guys could see it hard. He's like, then he gets my hand, puts it back on his dick, because now he saw that that killed. And he's using it, try, he's like trying to get the jack off. And, and as we know, I don't like hand jobs. I don't like giving hand jobs. I don't like getting hand jobs. And I tell him this. I go, look, I'm not a big fan of the hand job. And I pull my hand away, right? Yeah. Then he turns to that guy that the other model I thought was hot, Chris. Mm-hmm. He's like, you want to try? And Chris is like, oh, no, it's okay. He kind of passes, right? Well, sitting next to Chris was one of the gay men who ignored us, right? Now, Mike, let me tell you about this guy. And I'm going to try and say in a way it's not mean, right? You ever seen the movie Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to try I'm gonna try to not be mean. Remember okay. Mola Ram? No. The evil guy. The- oh, that pulls the hearts out? Yeah. Yeah. Mike, he looked like Mola Ram. Okay. Or like Alex Luther. Okay. Okay. He just grabs uh, Kevin. He brings him over to him. And Kevin's like, you know, Kevin loves attention. He's like, yeah, come over here, man. Yeah, I'll get you fucking. But cause, by the way, when it was going on over here, when it was going on, he was like already saying under his breath, like, yeah, take his dick. Yeah, man. Oh, I'd love to fucking suck on that thing. You know? Yeah. But everyone just ignored that, right? He just grabs him and he starts giving kevin a hand job like right there and everyone's just like what and then mike he starts blowing kevin <laughs> and you just sit and you're like uh well no that's why that's why i wanted to tell you about the party is at that moment boom it went to creepy and every, then the party just fucking just was like party foul right and like it just it was like then the lights turned off, you know, and everyone just went back to their corners. In fact, that was the moment where my friend Paul mm-hmm. said, I think we should call the lift now and go home. <laughs> so I call the lift. You he know? looks at his watch, which, it, or he looks at his wrist, which doesn't have a watch on it. And he's like, yeah. man, you guys. Yeah. We gotta uh, get you going. see what time it is. So that's when I call the lift and the lift gets there right away. And, uh, now I will say for Kevin, Kevin was like, I think because he liked the attention, was trying to be into it, but then he was looking back and was like, how do I get out of this, you know, because the guy's just blowing him. And so, I don't know, super awkward. And so then um, the lift gets there, and we say our goodbyes, and we leave, right? Okay. We get in this lift car, and of course, we haven't been able to talk about this, right? We've all been there. (laughs) So, and it's like a a fat, old Mexican lady is driving the car, Uh okay? And so we, you know, we want to be respectful. So we just kind of, oh, that was quite the party, you know? Oh. And so we're just driving down, driving away. And she goes, at some point, maybe for directions or whatever, I try talking and she goes, oh, um, no, so, no hablo inglés. Puedes decir en español. And I was Why like, did she, she drives Lyft and doesn't speak English. Isn't that really difficult? I guess. And I go, oh, and so I struggled. Like I'm the worst Spanish speaker ever. And I right. struggled to tell her where to go. But you could have talked about the party the whole time. Well, we did. 
So I go, oh, well, this fucking, she doesn't speak English. So I'm just like, come shot. Oh, come in my eye. And then there's his fucking schlong in my hand. And you know, this guy sucking on his cock. You know, it looks like fucking Mole Ram from Indiana Jones. And, and then all that. Oh, did you see those pictures? And the come shot was in his face, man. That was hot. And blah, 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 right? Yeah. And then we get to my car. And she goes, all right, guys. Thanks. Have a good time. Have a good night. Like, totally spoke English. <laughs> Oh well, she's heard worse. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. So yeah, that was my uh, Saturday night at, at the home of John Marti and Nico Martinez. That sounds fun. I don't remember what names I used. <laughs> like, what are their names for real? Okay, those are their names. Okay. So it sounds like you had a good time. Yeah. What's going on with you? Did you know at the office um, building at my office in L.A. They have a recording that plays 24-7, and it's of a hawk eating a pigeon, and it just moves. You can barely hear it, but – like, well, you can hear it for sure, but you, unless you like really focus, you don't think anything of it. Um, mm-hmm. But it cycles, and then that way pigeons don't come nest in the area because they feel like there's a hawk there that eats pigeons. That's I guess it's more humane than like – Putting poison I guess I can't out. take that hawk to the Museum of Jurassic Technology. But, I mean, that's kind of a it's kind of disconnected the joke, but hmm. because why would you bring a hawk anyway? <laughs> that's the absurdity of the joke. No, but like you, it would be like, well, there goes. I think better would be like there goes taking the Museum of Modern Technology, Jurassic Technology, to Mike's office. Or something like that, but that doesn't. No, the, I, the visual of me walking in with like a hawk on my arm. To, like, why would I show up to the Museum of Jurassic Technology with a, like that big glove and a hawk yeah. right there on my forearm? I'm like, oh, this is not a good idea. But it's implicit that a hawk wouldn't be good at a place with a bunch of pigeons. Like, that's kind of a given thing, right? Yeah, but that's the joke. Why, why are we breaking down humor? I'm telling you, it's classic. It's a classic joke. It reminds me – when I remember I was in the Bay Area – I haven't talked about this in the show. Remember I, I visited the Bay Area? Uh-huh. And uh, I'm telling you, I still stand by this joke. We were, oh, shit. <laughs> you know where I'm going Please with it. don't, Joe. <laughs> Did we talk about it on the show? No, we didn't talk about it on the show. I'm t- okay. <laughs> I was with friend of the show, Adam Vaught. In San Francisco. Who's turning off his podcast now. <laughs> we ordered a lift to take us back to his house with his girlfriend. And the car comes. <laughs> and I could have sworn I heard Adamot say that it was a she- <laughs> that it was a Chevy Volt. Uh-huh. Right? And the driver was a big fat guy. Right? The driver was a huge fat guy. So then uh, the big fat guy driving this Chevy Volt, and we're driving. You know, San Francisco's very hilly, and we go up this one particular hill that's super steep, and I can feel the car. I'm in the front seat, then this guy driving, and Adam and the Adam and the girlfriend weigh nothing, but you know, me and this guy are in the front seat of this car, uh, and we get the we it's it gets to the top of the hill, and I go, uh, I think this car's going to change its name to Revolt. Okay. And they're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, crickets. And I'm like, you know, because revolt. And they're like, what are you, what are you talking about? Because like, we're in a Chevy Volt. And they're like, this isn't a Volt. This isn't a Chevy Volt, first of all. And that's not a funny joke. And I'm telling you, I go, and I still to this day 
re the Mike, two fat guys in this car. I think it's a Chevy Volt. It gets to the top of the hill. It's like <laughs> it's like it's like the little engine that could right at the top of this hill. And I go like, hey, uh, this car is going to change its name to Revolt. What's up with you? Uh, can you tell me the story about your cousin and um? <laughs> so left with the joke. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. Hey, well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of The Best of Catching Up. Be sure to tune in next time for more of the greatest hits between Mike Lawson and Joe Batanz. I almost said Mike Batanz and Joe Lawson, which is a completely different show. But uh, come back next week to the best of catching up. Long pause there. Real deal.